Welcome back. My name is Dane Saleri, pastor of Trinity Baptist Church in Gillespie, Illinois. And my name is Tommy Schmidt, and I'm now the pastor of First Baptist Church of Gray Summit, Missouri. Yeah, we're a couple of millennials who have a desire to be a resource to other young pastors like ourselves by encouraging you, challenging you, and walking with you in your ministry. And we're blessed. We're just excited to be continually do this. I know it's been a little bit since our last episode, but I thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to subscribe to us, we'd really appreciate that, that you'd be following us and, and seeing where we're going on this uh, through this mini-series we're starting. Uh, but if you want to follow us, go and check out us on iTunes, Facebook, SoundCloud. Just search Millennials in Ministry and subscribe. Uh, so what are we discussing today, Tommy? So uh, we just started a series on things we don't didn't learn in seminary. Now, if you didn't catch our last episode, you need to stop this right now and go listen to that because uh, you need the context. You'll hear in our last episode how much we cherished our seminary experience. We don't regret a moment, and we have great respect for our professors. And so we're not here to trash seminary or to trash uh, anybody's seminary experience or to say that it's not worthy or, or not worth it. However, there are some things that can only be learned by experience. And if you're not ready for those things, you can be really blindsided uh, in ministry. So first, today we're going to be talking about the experience of just getting started, maybe putting together a resume, searching for a place to serve, or generally just getting your feet wet. So no matter what your seminary experience was, this can be a daunting task. And so Dane, I, I want to know, tell me about your experience going into the ministry field after and during seminary. Yeah, yeah. So I was set to complete my master's degree in May 2015. And so I started to put my feelers out at the end of 2014 and about December or so. And I just got back from a mission trip uh, that we went through with the seminary um, uh, to Madagascar. And my wife and I, were we were at a point where we were ready for anything. We were ready to go anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so uh, we prayed for a couple of weeks. And, and, and what we were praying was just, God, where? Where? Mm-hmm. Just send us wherever. We're ready. Uh, to a people group, to another state, to uh, the north, the south, the east, the west, whatever. Um, and, and I believe that's a good place to start, in, in my opinion. So we felt the Lord leading us back to the Midwest, though. And um, so we began contacting pastors uh, that we knew. And uh, <clears throat> that's where we're both from. So mm-hmm. uh, that's where we had most of our connections. We had a network of pastors that we knew well. Uh, in that area, and we were starting to, we had a lot of good relations with some pastors and other uh, networks of, of people in Texas as well uh, through our time there. So we we started with just a three-hour uh, driving radi- radius around kind of the St. Louis area where we were from, mm-hmm. and uh, we thought, you know what, we're going to start a family, you know, we don't feel the Lord directing us any really outside of this area, so, you know, well, let's just Let's just stick around here pretty close. But three hours from St. Louis, I mean, you could hit northern Kentucky. So, I mean, we we had a pretty good scope there. Um, But everything seemed to be falling through. Uh, I was even applying for uh, teaching positions in schools, Christian schools. Uh, I love teaching the Bible. And and even through that, I just realized, like, oh, like God was focusing me in on a certain area. And so uh, after about a month uh, or two, one of my friends from college, one of my roommates actually, he said his church had been looking for a pastor for about a year. And that's a long time without a pastor. But <clears throat> I thought, you know what, I'll put my resume in 
and see what happens. And I had no pastoral experience. I I haven't even right. applied for anywhere to be a lead pastor. And so I thought, there's just no way. Like, <laughs> and sure enough, that's exactly where God planted us. <laughs> so here's the big here's the big takeaway from from kind of my story. God has placed people in your life for a reason, not just to be good references, but these people are going to be living resumes for you. And that's exactly how I got to this church. I knew people in this area that were going to this church and they knew me. And so um, I didn't even have to send my resume to them yet. And I already had approval from people that were right. on the team. So it Man, was really that's cool. That's important. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't go away for seminary. And so to me, just thinking about that, just thinking about go- moving my whole family to go to seminary and then moving my whole family to to go back to the ministry field man that is that's frightening to me mm-hmm. but uh you did it and and yet it's still this this task that has to you have to go through uh with all the papers and all these things you're also getting a resume ready so tell me mm-hmm. how yeah. you were able to form a resume and get it out there yeah so the resumes are they're 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 very tricky and, and some of you that are maybe listening you need to think a little bit more deeply about resumes uh, about what your resume says, and um, you need to be thinking about uh, what you want to communicate on your resume, because they don't communicate as much as we would hope or we think they do. I mean, think about it. They're they're they aren't looking at a person when they see your resume. They're seeing a piece of paper. There's no character. There's no emotions. There's no personality in that. Um, there's maybe mm-hmm. some things on there that are that are true. Uh, some things may be exaggerated, and some things may be just straight up false. Hmm. Um, I mean, for instance, I think of First Timothy three four and how it says, uh, right. "How can how can someone man, not manage their the uh, own household well? Expect to be managing the, the household of God." You know, how can a piece of paper really answer this question? Right. You know, um, so search committees and, and others might assume that this this whole process, you know. Uh, is untouched, that this is all the Spirit's work, you know. Um, and you, you never know what kind of bag of schemes Satan is going to pull out and, 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 and touch resumes with and put in seeds of doubt and, and fear and, uh, and worry and um, uh, bad decisions throughout this process. This is an important part of the, part of the process for sure. So um, I remember when I was in seminary. Uh, this is really tough to put a put together a resume, so you have to work, work with this on yourself, but we can give you a few tips as we go along through this podcast. I mean, through seminary and through school, we we did have opportunities um, that uh, to kind of put together a resume and submit it for our class, and mine right. wasn't a project in itself. It was part of a big project, so it was kind of just looked over and made sure I had some good stuff in there and made sure the structure when it looked good, you know, and all that. Um, but there was never any, like, practical tips and examples, like, to look at. It was just kind of, you know, the assignment was just build your resume and turn mm-hmm. it in, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, hunt down some resumes, ask some people about them if you want, but we need a, we, you need a grade for this, you know, and... But this is the first, this is important, right? So what do you clu- right. include in this? How, how much do you include? I mean, there's so many questions, you know? Right. Like, like you said, Dane, uh, I, I also had to send in a resume as an assignment, but we got to realize that there's always changing styles and expectations uh, for resumes. And even things like font. 
where uh, you may have used Times New Roman in the past, but you might use a, a different kind of font in the future. Things like that uh, are always changing. So additional research after seminary is just always needed to, you can't file it away. You can't, mm. and you're going to speak to this later, I believe. You, you, you're not going to make a resume and then file it away, and then whenever you need it, just pull it out and do it. This is something you've got to be attentive to. Yeah, so. that's right. So let, let me encourage all you guys who are listening. Um, God has carried you through some wonderful experiences and some very difficult ones that you've come out better from. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you've been you you've accomplished a lot. You, you may have been a part of a lot of what God has done uh, in your current setting, in your current ministry, or, or in your current service in the church, or whatever. Uh, you matter for the kingdom, so don't sell yourself short on your resume, um, and definitely don't sell God short on what He's done through you. So I want you to celebrate your resume, and I heard from another pastor, uh, kind of he's a mega church pastor, Craig Rochelle. He's a leadership guru, and he said this that when he looks to hiring uh, someone new on his staff, he doesn't look at what titles they have or all these accolades uh, this person has, but he, he looks for the big things this person has accomplished. What what are some of the mm-hmm. big things that thing has this, this person has done? Uh, what has God done through this person? Um, so to even fit the uh, position that they're hiring for. I think this is a wise thing, and uh, Tom Rainer kind of comments on the similar thing. Um, he, Tom Rainer's kind of the Southern Baptist uh, 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 Buddha, I guess you can say. <laughs> um, the enlightened one. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but anyways, he, 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 labeled, he, he said, um, label this part of your resume as God's work through to through me at this FBC church, right? Um, or God's work, quote unquote, you know, at ABC church, wherever that may be. Um, and I think this per that kind of approach will provide a good summary summary of your accomplishments, while also giving credit and glory to God. Right. So here, I want to give you yep. a challenge along with that too, um, because I I think it's this is such an important part of your next step maybe of finding a place of service it's always good to keep your resume updated as well mm-hmm. um, now I, what I'm not saying is that you always look for a greener grass on the other right. side of the fence right I'm not saying that you should always uh, have your eyes set on some other bigger church right <laughs> or better church right there there, mm-hmm. there is no uh, bigger better church God wants you at the one that you're at right now right. Um but one way you can do that is to continually just review it, uh, continually uh, just keep track of the accomplishments that you're involved with or things you're doing right now that um, that you've been led to do or been a part of in your ministry. Keep your references updated and keep in contact with them. Um, some of your references may be just a little uh, a little too old and uh, a little too uh, uh, they don't know you as well anymore right so we, we, we want to remove them and, and bring on fresh references that know you uh, your character and who you are and what you've done so um, and maybe grow a beard I heard that helps too uh, right yeah, um, uh, so it's kind of a millennial thing isn't it uh, sure or become like Charles Spurgeon yeah, or something. <laughs> yeah there you go um <laughs> But 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 sure, you know, list your, your all your accolades and your accomplishments that you've you've done, you know, through the past. But but just keep in mind, search committees are wanting to hire a real person. They're not just wanting to look at a piece of paper. So we want to be transparent with our accomplishments without distracting them with our titles, 
all that to say. Yep, yep. So what resources are out there while you pray for God's leading for a position? You know, in my resume, we had resume services in seminary. Uh, we had an alumni network that can help a little bit, but oftentimes we need we need more than that, especially when your seminary was not close to home or where, you know, you feel God is leading you. Yeah. So how can how can you speak to some of that? Yeah, <clears throat> well, um, you know what? Let's just let me give you just a couple. I'm just gonna give all the listeners here just a couple steps to to think through as they. Um, as you try and figure out and search where God wants you to serve is, uh, you know, because some of the stuff as we've been talking about this series is all about is, is, you know, um, things that we haven't learned in seminary, you know, what's the next step. Um, mm-hmm. So um, kind of searching for a place to serve and putting together a resume. Some of these things we just, we didn't have any practical things that we, that put us, you know, put our feet in the ground, put, put the, the nuts on the bolts. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. here's some practical things that I would suggest to the listeners. First, just, just start praying right now. Um, I, you need to be ready to sacrifice the familiarity or the quote-unquote how everyone else is doing it or has done it in the past for the sake of going where God really wants you to go. Hmm. Uh, you, you need to get your heart ready. <clears throat> um, one thing you can do practically is, is read through the book of Acts and pay attention to how these these missionaries, these men of God, these 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 church planners, you know, all the, all these all these these men that were listening to God's spirit, and they're walking in just full abandonment. Um, I think this is just a, a powerful powerful right. direction uh, and a powerful uh, word uh, to take to heart. Also, I would another thing you can start doing that would help your prayers too is to look at some demographics in your areas. Uh, where's the gospel needed? What burdens you, That's good. and and mm-hmm. what are some of the needs uh, for? Is, is there a, a community uh, near you, or a place that doesn't have a church that, that preaches the gospel? Um, maybe you can be that start. Um, anyways, <clears throat> and the second step is this: gather your mentors, and this is such an important step too. And I wish, you know, it's kind of like do what I say, not what I do, kind of thing. Because I didn't do this initially; I did this. After I was brought on to the church, I start gathering my mentors around me. Um, I wish I'd done this beforehand. Uh, Proverbs fifteen twenty two it says that our, our plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they'll succeed. I think uh, we need to take that to heart when we gather. Think about gathering our mentors. Some of these people should be some of your references, even. Um, I would suggest, I would recommend to you that are listening to allow these people, these men, uh, or if you're if you're, you're female too, if you're if you're listening, allow these these older women and men to pour into you during this time, to to even allow them to disciple you and be a part of and be a be a part of sending you out. Um, my pastor in um, in Texas actually he he wrote a very generous um, cover letter with my resume. I personally wrote it and he, he talked about all the things that God had been doing through me and what I've been a part of um, and my accomplishments and it was such an important part of my resume and I didn't even write it. And so um, allow these mentors to pour into you and, and examine you and ask you questions and um, honestly they'll be your greatest references and they'll be your greatest advocates for any position that God sends you and equips you for. So. And then finally, I guess the third step, I would recommend to just start contacting people 
and uh, contacting your references mm -hmm. and kind of putting your feelers out that way. Um, I'll tell you right now, um, directors of missions, they are constantly looking for pastors and they don't really know where to begin hunting them down. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, there's constantly pastors being trained and the directors of missions, they, they have really no way of getting a hold of you. And so you have to get a hold of them. Um, so whether it be talking to your state association, uh, maybe uh, maybe that's if you're feeling led to a certain place, talking to a certain state association, they, they're your greatest assets in my opinion. Um, they have a lot of connections. They can um, direct you to directors of missions. They can direct you to specific churches, church plants, whatever this may be. So here's the key to all of this. Um, talk to people. Get in community with other, other people uh, during this time. Um, now, this is something they don't teach you in seminary, right? They teach you how to put maybe, maybe right. put together a resume and uh, kind of they may kind of give you some guidance on where to start looking or whatever. But, but in essence, what you need to do is talk to people. And, mm -hmm. and then after that, you could do what everyone else is doing, submitting their, their resumes online to these massive right. databases where it gets lost. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and you become just one of the many. Um, so anyways, uh, what, what, you have any th final thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. You could, you could work through your denomination. If you're Southern Baptist, that might include the SBC website, your state or association. I, I can tell you my, our current association has several, several pastorless churches. Mm. And uh, my previous association had uh, had several pastorless churches as well. And it, it may not be the swanky position that mm. you want, but uh, right. maybe it's time to shed that expectation that we're going to land at some mega church or something yeah. like that or some exalted position. We need to take a dose of humility and serve uh, where there is need and where God needs you. Like you mm. said, you could utilize state or county papers or hiring sites, even some that you have to pay to have your resume on. Mm. But what I found is that really personal relationships seem to be the door, just like you said, that God uses most frequently to place a minister in their position. Don't be afraid to serve where you are. That may be what you mm. have to do for a season. That's right. Do an excellent job wherever you are. Hmm. Whether you're a layperson and you're teaching Sunday school and and you're doing that and serving under another pastor, you need to do an excellent job. Work as unto God and not unto man. That's right. And you're going to develop naturally these relationships with other Christians, other Christian leaders. Uh, and if you're active in your denomination, you'll know, you'll meet the, the director of missions and he'll see that you're committed to the cause of the gospel. Yep. And they're going to notice how God has worked through you. And mm. I've seen that time and time again that uh, it's not a matter of it's not what you know, it's who you know, but you need to work excellently, whether it mm. be an association camp or Sunday school or vacation Bible school or whatever. Just do an excellent job and people are going to notice and God is going to use that to bless in a position. So that that speaks louder than a resume. Yeah, that's a good word. That's a good word. And I, I think we'll end on that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was uh, Colossians chapter uh, well, as First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirty-one, uh, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, mm -hmm. in anything, do it all for the glory of God. And man, that is such yep. a great word. So, uh, anyways, let, let's wrap it up here. I think we got a lot of good content. Um, we would encourage you guys to, if you have any suggestions or any at things you want to add to this as well, or if you have any recommendations that would help someone else. 
man, uh, we'd love to hear from you on our Facebook page or, or something like that. So, anyways, give us give us give us a tweet, give us a a, a comment or something about it. All right. Um, well, thanks for listening to another episode, guys. We really appreciate your support and coming to listen to today to uh, things we haven't learned in seminary. Um, mm-hmm. And like Tommy said, if you haven't uh, listened to the introduction episode on this series. Uh, you need to go back and listen to that just because uh, while we may sound like we're kind of dogging on seminary, uh, the truth of the matter is uh, it was one of the best moments of our of our lives, one of the best eras of our right. lives. So uh, we're not doing that. W- what we want to do is we want to help you uh, as supplementally uh, kind of prepare for um, uh, the next step on things that uh, even if you're expecting to go to seminary, you have been to seminary, these are some things that we can help you uh, with. So share this with someone too if you think this is helpful. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, um, share share with us some advice you may have as well, as I said before. So uh, we hope you have been challenged and encouraged today. We hope that you just... Uh, got something out of this podcast today we're we're excited to be helping you guys because we're just a couple of millennials who love other millennials why because christ first loved us